Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you listen to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen? Cheers, babe. Happy, what is this day, Friday? You know what that was? That was a refreshing sip of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's delicious. Drink D&D, coffee for the rest of us. Okay. Sorry, I had to do that real quick because they're sponsoring us now, and so I got to so drop cheesy. like 15-second plugs. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. You can eat donuts anywhere, but this coffee is superb. Why are you going into that voice? <laughs> oh, it's because uh, I'm, do- I'm doing an donut ad. Voice? I'm doing an ad for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I have a problem. Oh, you just mocked our sponsors. <laughs> um, hey, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Belly and Jen. Um, we're glad that you're here. It's been it's been a relaxing two and a half weeks for us. We have been in straight vacation mode. We're coming to the end of it. Two more days of vacation, huh, babe? Sad day. Oh, Sad what's day. what's kind of a nice surprise today is our oldest son, Judah, aka Madden Mobile Slay, spent the night last night. He uh, took him in Serenity. Our daughter went out to a movie, Angel has Fallen. I can neither condone nor support it, but am I going to see it? Yes. Um, and he got home late at night and he crashed on our couch. So he woke up and we are setting up for this podcast. And I was like, "Yo, Madden Mobile, do you want to join the conversation this morning? I'll make you famous." <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down, right, Dad? Calm down. Uh, what am I talking about? Make him famous. Madam Mobile Slay is the number one YouTuber in Madam Mobile in the universe. So, uh, Judah, morning, man. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest honors, I think, to okay. be on here for the second time before any of the other kids. Okay, yeah. I mean, you are the firstborn, so it's your it's your right to be on Coffee Talk twice in a row. Here's what I want well, to wait, do. True story. You're about to be 20. I mean, this is a big deal. In two weeks, yeah. you're going to be the big two zero. Hello. It's true. It's true. I, don't know, I don't know what I feel like that. I kind of like being underrated as a teenager. I can't even believe you're a teenager, man. Can, okay, let me give you the resume of my son. Am I going to brag on him? Yeah. If you don't like it, man, meet me at the front door. <laughs> I don't know. Please don't. I, don't come to my house. Um... Judah is 19. He is killing YouTube. He's been doing YouTube. How many years have you been doing the, the YouTube thingy? Probably like, I would say four years. Mm-hmm. And in that time, That's true right. story. So where, what's, are, you the, are you the top YouTuber for Madden Mobile? Yeah, for yeah. the specific game. Yeah. yeah. For the game Madden Everyone Mobile. Everyone else has either like quit, moved on. Yeah. I've kind of just. Can I ask, like you have over 100,000 subscribers? Yeah, 120. Yeah. 120,000 subscribers, which is awesome. And you make money from YouTube. Yeah. YouTube pays you. From the all the advertisements everyone skips, that's my game. <laughs> you skip it, I make it. <laughs> God, this guy's a legend. He also works full-time at um, the church that we all attend, Church Home, which is a community for us. He's what's your, what's your job title there? Social media manager. Nice. And so has a full-time salary there and does side work with different video game companies in our city and gets, does contract work and um, dudes rolling in the money. And I love him very much. I cashed up you for Serenity's movie last night, by the way. Oh, thank you. Although you should be cash up in me. Um, <laughs> I, I believe he's made, he's makes more money than we did. Gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know what I made when I was 19 I know, years old? I, I know what I made. $21,000 a year. Did 37 or 47 when we got married a year? When I was maybe, no, no. When we got married, I was making 25, and I felt like I was rolling. It was only 25000 Yeah, and your nanny job may have got us to 35 a year. 
I made twenty-one thousand dollars when I was nineteen. Twenty-one thousand, Judah. Don't say what you make, but it's like five times that. True story. Incredible. Thanks for joining us on the conversation. Hey, we just got back from vacation. Judah, do you remember the time when you sleptwalk on vacation in California? Do you remember that, man? Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I because it was scary, bro. This is how it always goes down. Okay, it's frightening. It's you and me. Everyone decides to go to bed and. And my dad and I are the last person up. Yeah, we kind of closed down the party. Yeah, we kind of shut down the night. And usually we're watching some sort of like funny TV show. Superstore, Office, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Look them all up. They're One of those three. And then... We always go an episode longer than we should. So like we're 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 both you sound dead like asleep. we're addicts. <laughs> we're both dead asleep and then right when the episode ends we're like, "Oh, we wake up we're like, oh, one more? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And we like act we act like we're like a stable. Totally. Like, we both are like, "I'm good. Yeah. I'm good." Yeah, you're good. I'm good. 2 a.m. rolls around. And then so yeah, so I think on vacation I fell asleep. Yeah. You got up and left and then I heard you ruffling. It's 3 a.m. in the morning, and I uh, hear, like, talking and ruffling. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Uh, hey, Vic the sound chick? Ruffling? <laughs> um, that's chips that you ruffle through. You ever heard of ruffles? Uh, anyways, he's. I go out there, and Judah is, I know he's sleepwalking. Here's the thing. Judah is as big as me. He's six foot three. He's a man of all men. And so when this dude is not there... <laughs> Like, yeah, that's kind of scary. It's frightening because I'm like, dude, I don't no, know what I'm going to do. It's so I'm like, Judah, terrifying. I go, Judah, are you awake? And I can't explain the stare that comes into a sleepwalker's eyes, but you know, they are not alive. It's, it's not and he's staring at me, but he's not staring at me. And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm awake. I'm like, okay, where are you? He's like, we're at camp. I'm like, not at, <laughs> I'm like, not at camp, man. We are not at that camp. Was two weeks yeah. Ago. He's like, Dad, I'm at camp. I'm meeting them in the room right now. They're waiting for me. I'm like, who's waiting for you? He's like, Kramer. These are people he works with. He's like, they're waiting for me. I'm like, they're not here, man. You're in California. And he's like, you see this puzzled it's, look on his face. It's we so pers- triggering because I I know I see you and I see you like trying to like like basically deal with me and try and convince me that I'm not in this world I am but like the other half of my brain is like convincing me like no I'm here but then I see you getting mad and I'm like you know you're just trying to wake me up from sleepwalking but it's like it's like this illusion because I I need to wake him up so I'm trying to wake him up I've slapped him before especially if he gets violent I slap him to snap him out of it I told him go to the sink and put water on your face which he was super annoyed but he was sleepwalking annoyed because he was dead asleep I go this I go I know this question is too much to ask but I have to ask it to see if you're awake where are you? <laughs> you know, like, it's the simplest question in the whole world. But tell him why you have to wake him up. Because if you don't wake him up, he's going to go terrorize people. He's going to hurt himself. He'll end up, you oh, fell asleep I'm once. I'm not my brother. No, I disagree. You know, let's talk about this for a minute. I disagree. You should not try to wake up someone who is in deep sloop. What is that word? That sloop. Sloop? <laughs> Some, what is the word sloop? I'm going to put? Dude, I'm so tired. Slumber. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to sloop. You shouldn't wake them up. Sloop? It sounds like you're trying to curse, but you just, I'm in deep sloop. (laughs) Listen, you should not wake them up. I I truly believe you should should wake them up. They could hurt people. If you don't, they'll do it again. No, you just kind of, you lead them gently back to their bed. And then they go back to sleep and life can be So anyways, I said, where are you? No, it's a real thing. He's like, yeah, dad, I'm, I'm at camp. I'm like, what day is it? It's Sunday. I'm pretty, I sure, I'm pretty sure I nailed the day. He actually nailed the day, which I was like, you're right, but I'm you, not sure I got that. And no, oh, that's true. There's a couple Judah. things you can like get I go, right. I go, what day is it? And he's like, Tuesday. And I'm like, 
okay, you're actually right. And you're like, crazy, because I just guessed. <laughs> That's what you said to me. Did I, say- I just completely guessed. And I'm like, not helping <laughs> the situation. It took us about 15 minutes for him to wake up. God, it was scary. Which, you get it straight, because sleepwalking runs in the family. Oh, it does. I slept walk as a child. I remember once waking up, 10 years old, huddled behind a bush in the snow, Chicago, three in the morning. I had no idea where I was, and all I saw were my footprints, and I was shivering. So who knows how long I'd been out there? But I had slept walk outside in the snow, middle of the night, and was hiding behind bushes. Could you imagine, like, if someone decides to walk their dog at 3 a.m., and they see this guy huddled behind a bush, not in his mind? Yeah. Babe, Caleb know? has done, I mean, Caleb has terrorized Vic the sound chick in sleepwalking. Oh, Ju- yeah. Judy, you remember that? You were there. Yeah, he, well, the difference between Caleb is that, like, if I have, you know, like, you know, 10% of, like, consciousness and awareness and, like, you know, like, the capability to not, like, kill the house, that does not come with Caleb sleepwalking. Dude, like, he gets crazy. His eyes roll back and he, like, goes into, like, a different person. He screams. He gets violent. I have literally slapped Caleb. Vic has thrown water in his face. Oh, he screamed so at you, right? Didn't he scream at you once? He's like, "Get away from me!" He hates Judah in his sleep. Yeah. Like, it's, uh-huh. it's well, and well, it usually is. Isn't it something? It's triggered by isn't it like medicine or sickness? What yeah, is it that so gets? Caleb, he takes any kind of sleeping medicine. It can be Nyquil. Yeah. It can be anything. There was this one. There was this. There was this one time. Where we were at our house, I think you two were gone, and Vic was, you were downstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vic was downstairs, and I think I was up there in the room too, and Caleb started freaking out, and I was across the hall, and... Freaking out, like screaming, standing on his bed. Yeah. Like a crazy person. Or like smashing like the wall. Yeah. Like knocking knocking on the wall. Get away! Yeah, like... So Victoria's like, what is going on down? You hear hear on the bottom of the stairs like... What is going on? And she's like, <laughs> she is so scared out of her mind. So scared. On We're on a date. She calls us like a little child. So scared. And then, and then I think I was scared too. So I like ran down and like Victoria's like, are you awake? Like, you know, it's like freaking out. And I'm like, yes, I'm awake. And she's like, okay, we have to go up there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got to go up there. Like he's freaking out. And she goes up there and he is just like staring at her like his eyes are like bloodshot red he's like yeah growling he's, like in, he's intimidating like, like an animal yeah he could have been a part of like the lion king like, <laughs> all of the animals he was simba but simba from the dark side yeah and then oh it was crazy and then the so, struggle that it took Vic to throw the water. So she's, I'm like, on the phone with Vic, and she's like, you have to come home. I'm like, I'm out with friends. I'm like, you had one job. Like, babysit the children. And I think he was 10 at this time. So I was like, Vic, get a cup of water, chuck it on his face. Caleb is screaming, stay away! I can hear him screaming. You can hear in the background of the phone call. It was you know, the, the greatest part is that at, at the climax, she misses the water throw. And it like hits like half his face and like his bed gets soaked. And then later in the morning, the next day, he's like, he's like, why is my bed soaked? Like, yeah. And the a- funniest part to me is when the water hit him, I guess halfway, I didn't realize you missed the throw. Vic, you had one job, then another job. It was like a misting yeah. from like a mile away. Like, But once the water hits him, he literally stops and goes, why are you throwing water at me? Like he woke up. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, all of that to say. All that to say, they got it from you. The first year of our marriage, do you remember what you did to me? You physically abused me in the middle of the oh. night. I don't think you can say that on <laughs> you, podcast. You can have, you clarify for you the listeners that, that I have never physically abused you? You hit me so hard. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> you realize the sound bites that can be taken from this? 
I have never hit you in my entire life. Once I was sleepwalking, I elbowed you in the face. It was it was literally like waking up from a car accident. It actually wasn't that bad because there was no bruise or anything. But I did elbow you in the face. That was the last night you ever sleptwalked. Do we want to tell the listeners when you (laughs) farted in my face? Do we want to tell them that? Oh, there's a sound bite. Oh my god! You farted in my face. That's abuse. <laughs> oh my god! You they can't it, say they, I physically abused you. They I got never, it from you, my love. They Jen, got it from you. You've said too much. I said too much. Every yeah, time. we got we got dad's physical abuse from him. Oh man. my god! <laughs> it's just one of the things that we just cherish here. <laughs> oh oh man. my god! Okay, all of that to be say. You ever feel like? Here's my transition. You ready? You ever feel like you've been sleepwalking through life? How was that? I ever feel like you've been in- <laughs> oh. No, but that's honestly what I want to talk about on our podcast for the remaining three minutes since we took 30 <laughs> minutes to talk about sleepwalking. No, honestly, um, I think sometimes I, I definitely can relate with this. I feel like I'm sleepwalking through life. Um, you kind of ask these questions. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be? And when is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. It's the where, what, who, when right like that's the and these are like i don't care if you're 19 like my son judah a teenager essentially or you're 42 like myself these questions you may get many answers to them but they're seasonal like you're always going to be asking like where am i supposed to go who am i supposed to be what am i supposed to do um and when will that happen like it's the deep Life questions that we all have, no matter who you are, where you grew up, how old you are, male, female, doesn't matter. Um, it's these questions. This morning I woke up and Jen and I were laying in bed, doing what you do when you're married, laying in bed. But we played this song, Stupid Deep, and it is getting to me, man. And I, I recommend you should go listen to the song. If it's you want so a song good. that's going to help you think about life, John Bellion, I think that's how you say his name, wrote this song called Stupid Deep. And it has been provoking me in a very, very good way. And I think it goes along with, I think life and living life is stupid deep. Meaning stupid, like, I don't know that we're ever going to have all the answers. In fact, I know we won't. Um, and But at the same time, I think the core of living is actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple that you might be like, that's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid deep. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the deepest things, some of the most profound truths in life are just these simple truths. Like, okay, I'm a follower and subscriber of faith to Jesus. So there's a lot of Christians out there that I would not identify with. I actually don't like to be called a Christian many times because there's such a stereotype. They take so many little things and make them the main thing that I'm just, they're dogmatic, they're judgmental. Yeah. And I'm, I know that's a huge stereotype, but it's out there. And if you're not in church, you feel that because you're like, that's how church people are. That's how you perceive us. And I hate that. I hate that for followers of Jesus, that that's what it's become. For us, if you were saying, what, why, do you, why do you follow God? Why are you a follower of Jesus? Like, it's simple. He loved me before I loved him, and he forgave me when I was unforgivable. That's it. Stupid deep. It's the simplicity of it that keeps me in it. Totally. And it's not all these complex things. And I just think we need to try and keep life simple. So I'd love to have this conversation with our 19-year-old son who's joining us. Thanks again for being here, Mad and Mobile. Um, life can be confusing. So I'd love to kind of tack those questions one by one and just have an honest conversation um, around these thoughts. Um where, what, who, and when, um, which I think everyone can relate with. So first of all, where am I supposed to go? This is, this is like, what's my career going to be? Where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to um, 
you know, people are driving their cars right now asking that question. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, yeah. like in life, like maybe not like, am I supposed to go to the grocery store now or work? But like, where am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to live here? Am I supposed to live in California? Am I supposed to live in Colorado? Am I supposed to go to the mission field? Am I supposed to go to the corporate world? Am I supposed to go to this job or go to this job? Am I, you know, where am I supposed to go? John Bellion in his song, Stupid Deep said this, what if where I've tried to go was always here? What if where I've tried to go, I know that this is deep, but let's go there for a second. What if where I've tried to go was always here? Um, for me, I, I will admit, I am absolutely terrible at like always wanting to be somewhere, go somewhere. Like what's next? I'm probably notorious for saying there's more, there's gotta be more. This doesn't define me. There's more, there's more almost can come off as like, I'm never satisfied. And maybe I need to deal with that, babe. You could talk to that too. You know, and that might be true, but I kind of live my life like trying to, what's next? Where am I going? What's the vision? What's the future? And I, I'm, I am provoked by this thought. What if where I've tried to go was always here? Like, what if it's not where we're going, but it's where we are? And I think it speaks to this thought of being present, being in the moment, being, being right here, which is so hard. Let me ask you that. Why is it so hard? And maybe Judah, as a 19-year-old, maybe it's not hard for you. Do you find it? Do you struggle with that question? Like, what am I going to do next in my life? Where am I supposed to go? Or are you just kind of, do you, are you okay with like, no, I'm here and I'm going to be right here? Do you have stress over that? Or I do. So I'm wondering as a 19-year-old guy who's successful in life, do you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that's like, that kind of, you know, doesn't change over the different ages who you are or whatever. It's kind of just like a, it's a mentality of like always wanting the best, you know, kind of always wanting to see if there's something else that you're more, more something that you're good at, something else that you could potentially change. And I think, Maybe it's, I think it might be, it might end up being something where it's like, we, we constantly in like the society that we live in, it's so easy to look at other people and our peers and compare ourselves to what they're doing. And I think, you know, with what that comes with that is always going to be, you know, the skepticism of like, am I doing what I'm supposed to like in the moment? You know, Mm -hmm. like, is this, was this worth it? Am I supposed to be doing something else? My friend it feels like every single one of my friends has like their career changing and I'm still here like at this, you know, one job, but it, it, it goes to kind of think like even on YouTube, one of the things that I kind of like, I, I did struggle with starting off was like seeing everybody progress and change their path and kind of like succeed better than they did in the past. And I'm like, I want to succeed like that. Right. And then I would but then I would end up, you know, putting so much stress on myself, trying to get to a place that ultimately probably wasn't for me. And the point is, I mean, uh, to your point, you stayed at what you were doing and now are number one in that arena for staying. Um, let me ask this thought, like, how can we, Jen, maybe, how can we be present? Like, how can I stop always wanting to go or maybe you want, but I'm, that's how, like, how, how am I able just to be, what if where I'm supposed to go is always here. Like, what if what I'm supposed, where are you supposed to be? Right here, man. Like, this is, I'm so bad at, like, thinking ahead that sometimes I miss what's right in front of me. How can we be present? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think you actually do that better than I do. But I would say in the last maybe two years, I've gotten better at this. I'm actually not the best at it. So maybe someone else is who is even listening could, you know, give us a shout out on some ideas or thoughts. But I just think for me is gratitude, gratefulness. When I am just grateful for right where I'm at, who I'm doing it with, for what I have, 
I have more of a sense of contentment and I've found when I'm not grateful, when I'm not thankful, it does constantly, um, I don't know, add me on to want more. And so for me, I really have had to learn to be more grateful, be grateful for the yeah, home gratitude. I'm in, the car I drive, the people that I do life with. And it kind that, that's that, I guess that attitude, that spirit changes my mentality. Um, it doesn't eliminate the fact that I do want to continue to do more. I want to be better at what I do, but I think right now for me, just be grateful. And I think it's really helped me. And, um, our pastor said that so many times. I think for me, that's really challenged uh, my, my thought process. So I think to answer this life question that we're asking, where am I supposed to go? I would say, go where you are. Oh, how deep is that? Go where you are. Here's what I think. If we are just present where we are mm-hmm. and are fully committed to that, doors open down the road. I, we were looking back on our life, like how many doors have we opened in our life for opportunity? It's actually, in fact, zero when we were re- rehashing our life. We just did what we were doing. We were, we were where we were. And I remember saying, like, we just rose to the top and everything we did, and all of a sudden a door would open up Another opportunity because we were doing, we were there and we were doing it so well that another door opens up and they're like, cool, why don't we walk through that door? So go where you are. And you're living in the moment. That's stupid. deep. What I also think like time flies when you're celebrating the now. Like if, if you're thinking about like what's to come, I mean, that's, you see stories and you hear of people and you maybe even have some in your life. Maybe it's even you where you like will wait five or six years and it feels like a lifetime just trying to be like, I have to get to this level where it's like, if you can really find a way to celebrate what you're doing now, things are going to go by so much quicker. Dude, I love it. I think we've given people two practical things in this discussion. Be grateful and learn to celebrate the now. Be grateful for what you ha- where you are right now and then celebrate it. That's brilliant. All right, second one. What am I supposed to do? Um, what Am I supposed to do? I'm literally asking that question, you know, in some of the seasons of my life. You know, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, my role is changing professionally, which is a good thing. And I'm I'm always for change. But then it's like, well, what what am I supposed to do? Like, um, this is a huge question I think a lot of people get caught up on. Here's my thought you can only control what you can control. Um, There's certain things in life we can't control. You just. You can't control how other people act. You can't control circumstances outside of your control. Like I can't control life. I can't control when tragedy strikes. I can't control when promotion strikes. All I can do is what I can do. So do what you can and stop worrying about what you can't. I think my biggest anxiety and stress comes in life is trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? And really what I'm saying is like, why can't I control the things that are out of my control? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's two arenas in life, that which you control and that which you can't. Yep. Focus on what you can control, which is a small arena. And here's what it involves, in my opinion. You, you can control you, my emotions. I can control my thoughts on a good day. You know, on bad days, I can't control them. Um, the way I respond the way I react, the way I behave. Like a lot of what we can control just pretty much centers on us. I can't control my kids. I can't control my wife. I can't control my boss. I can't control the economy of America. I can't control the Vic weather. Vic the sound chick. I can't control Vic the right. sound chick. Who can? No if you can, we yeah, she would love to meet you. Um, um, yeah, she'd love to meet a, If you can, she would love to meet at a coffee shop, <laughs> at a restaurant. Fine dining. How many wasted years have been spent in life by people trying to answer 
this question, what am I supposed to do? Mm. Maybe the question isn't, what am I supposed to do? Do what you're doing right now. Right. I once said to a person, I said it to myself yesterday. <laughs> I remember I said to you, I was like, <laughs> I literally was like, here's the advice I'd give to someone if they were asking me, so I'm going to give it to myself. Um, do what you last, you know, determined in your heart you were supposed to do, whether you felt like God directed you that or it made the most sense. Do that until it changes. So just do what you're doing. God, these are stupid deep. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Go where you are and do what you're doing. <laughs> we almost sound like we're like, like bad therapists. Like we're being paid $400 an hour. We're like, listen, just stay doing what you're doing. Hey man, you can shut up, son. No, I think this is stupid deep. There's a lot there's, of profound well, there is a, that's so funny. There's though. a season for that. It's like do it with whatever's in your hand, do it with all your might. You know, I used to always tell the kids, hey, what's in your heart? Whatever's in your heart, do that. And you know what? I really truly believe as you just start doing, and we've had so many conversations around this, you'll begin to really even begin to discover what you're good at if you don't even yeah. know what you're good at yet. And I just say, you know, what's in your heart? Do that. And whatever your hand is doing, do it well. Yeah, that's good. Just do do what you're doing. Okay, love it. <laughs> We're not trying to be patronizing. I feel like these are honest answers. Who am I supposed to be? This is a big one. This is the who. Who am I supposed this to be? In a, your 15, in a society where people 40. are changing the way they look. In fact, they're changing their gender. Uh, we were watching a TV show the other night, and I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not going to say how I feel about it, but I do think it's very confusing. And in this episode we were watching, the little girl tells the mom, I'm a boy. And the mom celebrates that with them. Like, you've decided you're a boy. And part of me is like, wow, so we don't even know our gender anymore. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it, but it's like, how confusing has it got? The people are literally asking the question, who am I supposed to be? Okay, back to John Bellion and his song, Stupid Deep. What if who I'm meant to be was always me? Mm. That's a line. What if who I'm meant to be was always me? I mean, I think that is a profound question yeah. that we need to ask. We're all striving to be this version of ourselves that we see in our minds. But maybe who you're supposed to be is who you actually are. I just did it again. What? I just answered that question, like who you're supposed to be. Maybe who you're supposed to be is who you are. <laughs> um, Judah, your thoughts on this? Like, who am I supposed to be? Like, what do you hear? Like, you have a very, I would say, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, a very good self-confidence. Like, um, you kind of know who you are. I think that's where some of your successes come from. How has that happened? How have you kind of, where does your identity come from? Can I ask that question? Like, if you were to nail that down right now, where, does you, where do you find your identity? Honest, honest question. Honest totally. Question. Well, yeah, I, I think ultimately the answer for that is I find my identity in God. In Jesus, and the reason that that is such a successful way of finding your identity is because to think of someone that loves you no matter what you do, no matter what decision you make, who's always going to be there, that's that's someone that people look for constantly in their lives or turn to different, you know, different people, different drugs, different, you know, antidepressants, things like that to answer that. But if you can, you know, make the decision in your heart that the person that you find your identity with is someone that's going to constantly be encouraging someone by your side. Then it's kind of like the winds at your back. It's yeah. like, it's like such a good thought. I can just be who I'm supposed to be and I don't have to worry about, you know, trying to fit in. And, 
I think the, the whole like who am I supposed to be is is super is super complicated because you know the world tells you who you're supposed to be, but it's like there's so many people on this earth. Like we don't have we don't have time for like replicas of people. Like there's a reason that like some people are super successful in music and some people are super successful in writing and you have been given uniquely gifts uniquely for you. And I feel like if you don't become who you are and don't trust that, you know, what you have is good enough, then it's like we lose that that one in seven billion person that has something for us, you know, everybody has something uniquely gifting for them. And even if you can't find that yet, it's kind of just like build relationships, start just going to work, start doing things. And you'll start to figure out what you're good at by just doing the process and a journey. And I hear you saying no one is better at being you than you. Totally. Like, but here's the thing. If you're trying to be someone else, whatever that is, looks, personality, success, accomplishments, you will only at your very best be a decent carbon copy of an original. So the thought is, who am I supposed to be? Be you. And find confidence. I love that you said your confidence comes from something bigger than yourself, which for us is God, Jesus. For you, like please live for something bigger than just you. Be you. And then your confidence will come the fact that you are not like them, but you are, I'm reminded of the movie, you is special. You is handsome. You is kind. I don't know. That's not it. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Okay, that's a movie I'm writing. Jen, thoughts on that? You know, I I keep going. My my thoughts just keep going back to you know when you feel comfortable in your own skin, you're truly being yourself. And I think the moment you start feeling uncomfortable, you start feeling confusion. You start feeling anxiety. You start feeling. Uh, scared, doubt, all those things, that's the moment we start becoming something we're not. Yeah. I would say fight to stay comfortable in your own skin. Not Love only it. like just, you know, when you're with people, but even with, with whatever career you're pursuing, is it bringing the best out of you? Because in those moments, you are being truly who you are. And I think when we try to strive to be something we're not, we start getting uncomfortable, we get anxious, we get nervous. And for me, I know that's the moment I'm trying to be something I'm not. And I have to kind of like back it up for a second and reevaluate. Yo, I love it when you back it up. I got to (laughs) reevaluate why I said yes to this or why I'm acting a certain way. And so I think you have to remind yourself, be comfortable. Learn to be comfortable in your own skin. When you're talking to someone, learn to be comfortable in the moment you're in. And I think life is just easier. Love it. Faults and failures included. And I yes. think, you know, a lot of times we we see our faults, whether you think it's physical faults or mental faults or <clears throat> emotional or the way you perform in life or your abilities. Like none of us are perfect. And I think you have to realize like that's kind of what makes you awesome. You know, a lot of times I was saying this, I don't know who to, I can't remember the conversations I have, but like, some of the things that bother people the most in marriage, they end up like um, getting divorced over irreconcilable differences. If you think back, those were the things that you were attracted to that initially attracted you. Like, yeah. man, I just can't. She's so opinionated, I can't live with her anymore. But it was actually probably that was one of the things you're like, dude, I love this she this person. Sense. Like, she speaks her mind, she thinks for herself. And over time, we try and turn people into something not. You know, what's that age old like? <clears throat> you know, I don't know if it was like a parable of modern times where a man married this woman and then he constantly kept telling her like do this do this and he would kind of verbally beat her down like stop saying this and stop doing this and finally she just kind of became passive 
and just like, okay, I'll just, I'll be what you want me to be. And he ends up cheating on her with a young, younger girl. And when asked, why did you cheat on your wife? And why did you divorce her? He's like, well, she got boring. She lost the fire. It's like, no, man, you did that to her. Because wow. you, you started wanting her to be something. And then when she became what you wanted her to be, you lost all the fire and the love. Like there is something great about just being us and I mean just be you and being around people who celebrate who you are and not trying to always change you yeah and I think you have to choose your your friends wisely because I think you show me your friends show you I'll show you your future and I think that can really dictate um who we become so we've talked about where what and who now let's end with when when is it going to happen I think this is probably hard one for a lot of people like when will my dreams come true when will I get married when will I get the promotion when will I find the career when will this you know mm-hmm. when will it happen um this is a tough one I think people get super Real. caught up on what are some of your thoughts on this like how do we answer when is that going to happen the when the when is a real thing right mm-hmm. um I don't know <laughs> oh man this is I so helpful when, but I will say this um the win is what you make it. And what I mean by that is you get to choose. We said this in our last week's episode. You get to choose what you do with your life. You get to choose how you're going to live your life. You get to choose who you're going to be within those you know, years and months and weeks. And so I would say the win is when you decide. Um, you know, You have to wake up one day and say, And let I, me clarify on that. The, it begins with you making an internal decision. Yes. I'm going to do this. And then the timeline, I don't think anyone can net on the timeline, but that's when it begins. Actually, here's what you'll know. It'll never happen if you never decide to make it happen. That's right. Like you can guarantee yourself that. Like it's never going to happen if you don't do anything. Okay, I want to write a book. Well, I'll never get published if I never have a book. This is a real thing. If I have a book, then it's like, well, now you have more options because at least you have a book. Right. Process could come. Like so, you have to start. That's brilliant. And and I think everyone's waiting for the win when somebody magically is going to appear and open that magical door for them. Yeah. Now sometimes that just happens and that's awesome. But for most of us, come on, people, like most of us, we have to decide the win. I'm going to clean my myself up. I'm going to get my stuff together. I'm going to decide to uh, exercise today. So like, this may be the most practical point yeah. we give people. When is it going to happen? When you decide. When you decide. That it's, you're going to do it. it correct? It, and, and you know, I feel like this. I was telling someone the other day who's making a big decision. I was reminding myself of it. Whenever we make big decisions or like step into a new season or walk through an open door, it's kind of like we need three things. For me, I need three things to kind of feel like, okay, this is the time. Number one, peace. Like you and I have to have this peace. I would go supernatural peace, like like a peace from God. But like you have to be at ease in your heart. Doesn't mean you don't like it's not risky. Doesn't mean you might not have fears. But I think even in the midst of fears, you're like, you know what? No, I know this is right. Like there's an internal kind of peace. You know, that you're like, I have a peace. Like, I know it, maybe even if it defies logic, but I have a peace. I have a, a steadiness that this is actually, this is the right thing. What would you say, because I, I hear that and I hear the whole, like, what, like it happens when you want to do it, but what, like, let's think about the perspective of someone who has felt like they've been doing it and they can't get married. Like, I feel like that's such a real thing where it's like, okay, when, you know, I've been trying to do it, you know, and I almost think that it's almost like uh, the whole, when is this going to happen? When am I going to find the, the spouse? 
I almost think about like if you think about holidays, like sometimes the, the favorite, you know, the most favorite events in your life when you're having the most fun, when you're at yourself the best time flies right right, like, right yeah you're like oh where did the day go like we're partying we're having a dance party and like yeah, you we said just went, time yeah. flies when you're living in the now which i yeah. love that quote totally said, yeah so i think that like if for those that potentially would be struggling with like the okay like when is this going to happen it's like focus on where you are now have you know make yourself the best you can be enjoy life for where it's at because from my perspective if i'm looking for someone you know everyone can tell when someone is out there trying to like make things happen and be like almost like thirsty or someone is trying to like get something artificially but what's most attractive is when someone's genuinely enjoying their friend group someone is genuinely enjoying their work people are you know want to be around them they don't feel like they're constantly striving so when you look at someone like that uh it's it's almost like the when the when can happen quicker than you than it than you expect it when you're actually like just enjoying life and doing things Brilliant. yourself. And I think it goes back to, well said, I think it goes back to the category of like, there's certain things we can control and there's certain things we can't control. And some of those timelines we cannot control. Like, when am I going to get married? I mean, but what you can do is just live right now in the now. Yeah. And again, deciding that I'm going to be me, live my best life in this moment, which I think starts the countdown to when some of those That's things will happen, right? right? Like, because... That's what happens. Like when people are like, I, I'm trying to look for my career. Well, do little jobs until you find your career. And what's crazy is those little jobs that you hate, they're actually preparing you or opening doors for That's the career exactly that right. you really want. Hello. Yeah. Um, I also, we look for peace. I look for confirmation. So people that are important in my life, that it makes sense. I'm not the only one. I don't think everyone they has to buy into. Yeah. Not like everyone's going to believe in your dream, yep. but there are going to be people that you know that are going to confirm with you like, hey. I think you're doing the right thing. You got to have some of that. And it's going to be somebody who's a little, a little bit more ahead of you. And then an open door. And I don't mean like, like everything's done for you. I think hard work, um, taking risks, faith. I think all of that comes into play. But you still need open doors. You still need like there has to be way. If there's no way for it to be done, then maybe now is not the time. Doesn't mean it can't be done. I'm not saying like if there's no way. Someone would say like there's always a way. I agree. I think you can always find a way. But timing is everything. Mm -hmm. So if right now there's just no way, then okay, wait for the right timing. There has to be at least a crack in a door somewhere. I'm going to go spiritual real quick and reference the Bible. But when Peter was standing on the edge of a boat in the Bible and Jesus was calling him to walk on water. If you know scriptures, there's this great moment where Peter walks on water with Jesus, right? And he ultimately sinks, but he's the only man who's ever walked on water. It was clear to Peter that Jesus was doing it. Jesus was currently walking on water. Jesus had told him, come to where I am. And so Peter could see where he was going. Peter had permission to go and he could see that it was being done. Still, He's accredited in scripture with great faith because he was the only one out of the 12 men in the boat that was willing to step out. It wasn't like he was stepping out into what he didn't know. There was an open door. It was confirmed, right? You know what I'm saying? But it still takes faith. Some people like, you have to do stuff blindly. I don't think blind faith is a thing, in fact. I think we can have open doors in a way and it's still going to take you being willing to step out and risk because no one knows how it'll ultimately end. I guarantee you, if God or Jesus had told Peter, hey, at the end of this, you're actually going to sink, <laughs> Peter wouldn't have done it. And he did sink in the end. But for a moment, dude walked on water, right? So, I mean, it's going to take that faith. Yeah, and there's and there's different paths to things. Like if you're constantly standing behind one door and never making it in your in your heart to open it, then you're never going to be able to go to the, you know, thousands of different channels of paths of doors and just keep moving. 
If you're constantly staying behind one door, just like, okay, I'm waiting for this door to become the door that's like the answer to all my questions. No, you got to you got to walk through probably about 10 or 12 until you get to the destination that potentially you want to get to. You know, it's like it. just keep moving, keep doing things. Don't become stagnant, you know. Awesome. Awesome. Great conversation. Can I summarize it real quick? I think this is going to help you. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Or no, what am I, where am I supposed to go? Go where you are. Um, what am I supposed to do? Do what you're doing. Who am I supposed to be? Be you. And when is it going to happen? When you decide it will. God. Cheers. Bro. I don't know if that's helpful or patronizing, but it's stupid deep. Cheers, Judah. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.